Coming to you live from Whipstaff Manor in Friendship, Maine. It's the Ten Point Podcast, spooky spectacular for October. Hashtag Spook Month. My name is Bruce, and when you need scary movies reviewed, who are you going to call? Say someone else. Someone else. Someone else. (laughs) (laughs) With me today, my close personal friends. He's a flaccid little worm. It's Chris. (laughs) Hey. Thanks for that. And the bitch is back. It's Andy. Smellagram. That's going to be one of those shows. Uh, we are the podcast. You can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, well, I've not shouted out in a while. Deezer. That's what we used to be on there, didn't we? We were still on Deezer. Uh, Deezer. Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Please like and review and subscribe and all that stuff on Apple. Apple is the one that gets us the most reach. And remember, we so want sponsorship. Anything. We're still looking for Ryan Reynolds to send us a bottle of aviation gin. <laughs> so if Ryan's yeah, listening... I'm personally for that. He must he's not, he's liking, not listening. He must be liking Spook Month, I'm sure. So he will he be. Must Who be. doesn't like a bit of Spook Month? Speaking of Spook Month, that opening does not match the films that we have picked so far. <laughs> not at all. Hi, it does. <laughs> it's well spooky. <laughs> Stick around at the end of the episode to see if I turn things up to an extra spooky level uh, to go with the music. Um, you can get with us, us, get with touch in us. Is that the other way around? Get in touch with us, whatever the words are. Uh, via all social media channels, we are at Ten Point Podcast on Twitter. We are Ten Point Podcast on Facebook. We do not have an Instagram because we are a podcast, but you can email us at tenpointpodcast.com. The email address is tenpointpodcast at outlook.com. Outlook.com. There we go. Uh, send us anything. Get in contact with us there. Any requests, any comments, anything you want to see added, taken away, or anything, recommendations for the podcast there. I need to do a shout-out. Uh, they are overseas listeners. Yeah. Uh, they are needing a shout-out. People who have been getting in contact and listening from all around the world. Andy, have you got a message for anyone around the world? Well, hopefully this works last time, because the last time it didn't, so we hadn't a picture of the language. Uh, <laughs> but this time, it's a shout-out to the Dutch. We've got a few Dutch listeners over the past few weeks, so uh, here's a wee shout-out for them. Bedankt voor het luisteren. Chris wil je voeten likken. Volg ons op Facebook en Apple Podcast. So for those of you that don't speak Dutch, it says thank you for listening. Please follow us on Facebook and Apple Podcast. There we go. I, 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 my Dutch is quite good. I was able to understand uh, Facebook and I think Apple Podcast. That's what I got so I as well. I, I know <laughs> Dutch for uh, there. But uh, we better get on with it then. Uh, for the spooky spectacular. The point of the podcast today on the 10 Point Podcast is the 1995 family fantasy comedy, Casper. Horror. Uh, I didn't see the word horror in there. It's definitely anywhere. horror in there. I'm right. Okay, apparently horror. Tell, wait, wait, well. wait. Just, just tell me, this is not terrifying. It's not terrifying. <laughs> that would shit me up. <laughs> if I went into a haunted mansion and that came down, I'd be shitted up. So, just saying. Oh. Right, okay, so allegedly a horror. Uh, brought to us by Universal Pictures, Amblin Entertainment, and the Harvey Entertainment Company. Yes, the Harvey Entertainment Company. That name will come up a little bit later on. The film is based on Casper the Friendly Ghost from the books and animated series of the 1940s and 50s that were created by Joe Oriolo and Seymour Wright. The film is written by Sherry Stoner and Diana Oliver, who are famous for Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, which perked me up slightly, hey. uh, Casper, and The Seven D, which is an animated show I'd never heard of that seems to be about the seven dwarfs, which uh, I don't know if it's worth a watch or not, but that is literally the entirety of what they are essentially famous for. Uh, 
they are actors and voice actors in the things that they make as well. But the two of them seem to be a sort of team that works together on these animated things. I am going to assume that neither of you guys have heard of them outside of this. Oh, no. no. Yes, they are new people to all of us here. So Casper seems to be the movie highlight, but for me, the Animaniacs, when that's on their uh, on their bio, I was like, oh my God, they've got a bit of a, a bit of credit stored up there. The film directed by Brad Sieberling. Now, this is a bit of a wild IMDb here. Uh, the four highlights I picked out here are Casper, of course, City of Angels, Land of the Lost. Again, it was mentioned randomly last week on the podcast. These, these things <laughs> keep happening. And a series of unfortunate events, which is a good oh, mixture of things that he directed. Uh, they were the highlights again. I don't know if there's much else you guys might know Brad Sieberling from. If there's any. Nope. But yeah, they seem nope. to be the highlights. But again, I thought it was funny that Land of the Lost showed up again. A film that I haven't heard of in years after watching it. And it came up two episodes in a row. <laughs> Casper stars. I've missed out the voice of Casper because he doesn't really star in it. So the actual faces of the show are Christina Ritchie. Famous for, no joke, Casper is one of the things she's famous for. Uh, a film called Now and Then. Black Snake Moan and Speed Racer. They Speed are Racer. highlights of her of her IMDb of her films. Uh, Chris, Christina Ritchie, is she anything other than those films to you? Why is she not like the Adams family should be top of that pick? Exactly. That's what I had. Yeah, she, that's who she is. She pretty much embodies that role. Uh, Andy, any, anything else? Speed Racer. She's <laughs> just Speed Racer, is it? <laughs> She's awesome in Speed Racer. Well, that was, um, her co- that was yeah, a comeback that monster movie. Monster with uh, Charlize Theron. All oh, right, she's in Monster, yeah, Monster as well, yeah. Uh, Sleepy Hollow was the big one. I thought, I thought that oh, was not. kind of one of the headliners on that. She's also in the TV show Pan Am that I watched for a while. That was the first time I ever saw Margot Robbie and anything like that. Uh, they were the kind of the, the faces of that show, uh, which was I know what I got cancelled after about a season that I liked, which happens quite a lot of the, the shows I get into. Uh, co-starring with Christina Ritchie, or essentially starring, I don't know who is the lead in this. Bill Pullman, famous for Spaceballs, Independence Days One and Two, and a film called Lost Highway. Does uh, anyone have anything that isn't Independence Day that they know Bill Pullman from? <laughs> no, he's Independence Day, isn't he? No. Independence he Day 2. Pres- he is the, like, whenever I see him, he's the president. He doesn't matter what film he's in, he's the president. So, uh, Lake Placid was the other highlight. Oh, so he is. I, I, I'm not a Lake Placid fan. I think I've seen it once. I don't really remember that well. Oh, I thought it was all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say it's good or bad, but yeah, it's uh, that was his other thing that I know him from. But that's really it. I didn't pick up many more of the cast. You can mention Eric Idle, one of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Uh, he was in it as well, so he's famous from all the Monty Python films. But that's it as far as the stars go. The film Casper has a budget of around $55 million for an opening weekend in the US of $17 million. Its final US gross was $100 million, so it near enough doubled its money in the US. Its worldwide gross was $288 million, so it did, in fact, make quite a bit of cash on it, whereas my perception was that it was, I don't know, panned and not well received when it first came out so there must have been a bit of an attraction just by your uh, family point, members yeah maybe yeah uh, at this point we might as well mention like andy and i were discussing this off podcast how we both were around the age that we kind of caught up in the hype train for casper as in we knew nothing of casper the friendly ghost yeah before the podcast but both of it before the podcast before the movie came out but we knew about it it was like we had to go see it we had to watch this film uh, would that be true andy this was like in like chris packett serial everything it's one of these movies it was the kind of movie after Flintstones. I remember Flintstones being everywhere, like Universal pumped out Flintstones merch yeah. to everybody. And then it, it all went from Flintstones to Casper. And it's just like, here, have this, have that. Universal are very good at that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I just remember coming out in VHS, like not being there one day and then one day having Casper in like, VHS. Oh, yeah. I do I remember, remember anything I, before that. I, got, I, got, I remember getting this at the garage. I never, obviously didn't see it at the cinema. I think I was a bit too young for it. Um, and also, we only had like one one cinema anyway, so <laughs> uh, yeah, 
but yeah, definitely just just film just was everywhere, and then suddenly it was on video in the like the blockbusters and stuff like that in the garage where I used to get my I, uh, stuff from. I went to the aforementioned cinema to see this film. <laughs> I went I went to, our to the one and only cinema. cinema. <laughs> the one and only cinema was in half an hour of where we grew up. Um, the film. And the UK came out in July, but its actual uh, kind of international release date was two days after my 10th birthday. So I was right in the catchment <laughs> zone of what they wanted. So 26th of May 1995 was its release date, which for the third time in Template Podcast history, Andy yeah, boy. the call <laughs> For the 1996 award season. What a year. Uh, Casper was not at the 1996 Oscars or Razzies. Neither Robbed. nominated. Best Picture 1996, Braveheart. We all know that by now. And the worst picture 1996, Showgirls. We all know that by now. We've talked about them many times before. Find half a dozen other podcasts <laughs> that we talk about them. But with Casper's release date coming early in the summer, it means it actually came out before the 1995 MTV Movie Awards. So to have us something different to mention on the podcast, I've focused in on the 95 MTV Movie Awards. Casper, not nominated at that award ceremony, but it gives us a little contest of what do you think the best movie of 1995 was? Your five nominees. The Crow, Forrest Gump, Interview with the Vampire, Pulp Fiction, or Speed? What was the best I'll just tell you now, that list shows you what a banger of a year my selections are. Like, 1995 (laughs) is the Uber year. Any of them would have been worthy winners, but I'm going to go for Forrest Gump. Ah, see, I was I would say Forrest Gump. What was the last one again? Speed was Speed. the last one. Oh, that, that'll go Forrest Gump. Yeah, Pulp Fiction was best. Oh, fuck, that was I forgot what that <laughs> one was. <laughs> but what yeah. a year for films! You can't yeah, argue with my year. Really good show. Like all four, all five of them possibly could maybe be coming up on the podcast as we go forward because they're all very podcastable. I would say I have a few of them on my list, but yeah, I'll save them <laughs> for now. Nineteen ninety five is going to be the year of power. <laughs> Casper. <laughs> did win a couple of awards. It's won some other ones, but the generally it's like, oh, it did such and such a business in this country or did that. So not real awards, but it won something. But it did win two awards. At the uh, Saturn Awards of 1996, Christina Ritchie won Best Performance by a Younger Actor. And at the Young Artist Awards, Malachi Pearson won Best Performance by a Young Actor for voiceover for the role of Casper. So a couple of awards, the young people winning awards, but that is it as far as wins goes. What a uh, name he's got, Casper. by the way. What a name. Pardon? What a name that guy's got. Malachi Pearson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't get enough kids called Malachi anymore. I feel like well, that needs to come back. I've never met one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on to Casper then. I have tried my damnedest. Andy has actually watched me have <laughs> difficulty in writing the synopsis for Casper and tried to sum up what happens here. So this is, I've put together this and uh, I'll take no further questions beyond it. So Casper, <laughs> Casper the movie 1995. When heiress Carrigan Crittenden, I had to Google her surname because it doesn't show up anywhere else, uh, played by Kathy Moriarty, inherits a haunted mansion, she learns that there is treasure on the property. She hires paranormal therapist Dr. James Harvey, played by Bill Pullman, to get rid of the ghosts from the building, and he brings his daughter Kat, that's Christina Ritchie, along with him. Kat bonds with Casper, Malachi Pearson, aforementioned, one of the ghosts that haunts the building, and the two of them become friends. Dr. Harvey is told by the three other ghosts on the property that they can help him make contact with his dead wife. On Kat's first day at school, she offers to host the upcoming Halloween party in the haunted manor in order to make friends or look cool or something. When the impatient Carrigan finds out that not much is being done about ridding the place of the ghouls, she and her dibs, played by Eric Idle, (laughs) decide to just go looking for the riches. Around this time, Casper tells Kat that his father made a machine and a formula that could bring someone back to life. 
and the two of them find their way into the dungeon laboratory to try and resurrect Casper. They run into Carrigan and Dibs, who have set about a plan to crack into the manor safe, involving Carrigan dying and coming back to life via the machine. Casper and Kat trick Carrigan into passing on to the other side after she eliminates Dibs from the whole situation. The ghostly trio of Stretch, Stinky and Fatso kill Dr. Harvey and return to the scene, and Casper then gives up his chance at life so that the Doctor can live. The Halloween party comes to an abrupt end when a temporarily reborn Casper turns into a ghost and scares everyone away, leaving Kat and Dr. Harvey behind on the manor. Bloody hell. What a terrifying film that is. (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) Point number one on the podcast. The talking points. Andy, I'll throw over to you. How was the opening? Why did you pick it? I'd get talking so I can take a breather. <laughs> right. So basically, pick this film because it's Casper. And it's nothing more spookier than Casper. And I've got like, two memories of this film. Like, and one is the star. I remember, like, this film's way too scary, which I'll come back to in a minute. And then, like, the end, the party, I just did not remember the middle of this film at all, so I thought, I need to watch this again. And that is literally why I picked it for the, the spook month. Uh, so going back to the start, this is how your film should start. There's there's no bullshit at the start. It's just, all right. And then it's like, all right, it's like creepy gate, all right? Some kids. And then some terrifying ghosts at the start. That's how you start a spooky film. Like, like is what I've got as opening. It's yeah. the only word I have. It's just it's straight that, into it. Boom, film started. That's, that's it. Fasten around. Yeah, right into it. I've got the. That's how you deal with nostalgia. You play the song instantly, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Ducktales, where you leave it right to the fucking. I end. know they they oh. they have to end like the upgrade. Like I'll go there now. The upgrade at the end of the song and just play a proper banger, which might yeah. close out if I can find it again. <laughs> Uh, my first note beyond the opening is fake Macaulay Culkin. As one of the kids was clearly hard due to him just looking like Macaulay Culkin in the <laughs> early 90s is the, the first note I have. And then I had no idea Eric Idle was in this. I'd seen this film. I had no idea Eric Idle was in it. So uh, it still perks me up my interest level. And I feel like he brings a certain charisma whenever he's on screen uh, or something special. And then he just disappears for about the first, I don't know, 45 <laughs> minutes and you never see him again. I was like, where's Eric Idle? He's like the second character <laughs> we're introduced to and we'd never see him for ages. Uh, I'm the, 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 <laughs> I said I was waiting I'm for you. Do you know the guy that, that does the the bill reading? Take yeah. his voice is actually that boring. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. every film he's in, he <laughs> speaks with a really slow voice and he's monotonous. <laughs> See, my my first actual point is right. Casper sounds terrifying, and you've got to admit it. That little high pitched voice he's got that would shit me up if I went into a house and just like. I heard this mysterious thing, and then it's like, don't get scared, don't get scared. I was like, nah, fuck this, I'm out. So I'm with him. I'm with Dibs and whatever her name is. It's not the voice that shits you up, it's a fucking fact there's a ghost. It's a fucking creepy voice as well. Ryan Reynolds' voice could come out of the ghost. It's still shitting you up. Hi, I'm Gas. It's always really loud. It's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, like this. Hi, I'm Gasper. Yeah, like you're in a, a creepy building and that hits you. You go, oh, what the fuck? I know. It's just like, that's terrifying. They're like, nope, I'm out. The bit that terrifies me is where he goes like, can I keep you? I'm All like, right. Mm, that's that's where I'm going on. Right. Let's let's get this out of the way. Is it just you, me yeah. or is Casper a bit of a sex pest? He's definitely some <laughs> sort of perp. He's not seen a girl in however many hundred years, I think, in this place. He just, like, he so, just It's too excitable. <laughs> well, we'll jump ahead. So the family have moved in. He's trying to do like a, a I don't know, a doctor session, psychiatric session. Uh, that's what he's going to do. And then she sees a ghost. He says, can I keep you? And then decides to just 
cuddle up to her straight away. But even before that, it's like, there's a girl on my bed, and he just has a creepy little smile. He's like, he's well happy for it. It's like, he is a sex pest. Like, it, like before he even speaks to her, he jumps into the bed with her and pretends to be a pillow. Oh, like, yeah, is, he that's does, That's a yeah. weird thing to do. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Casper is a horny little fucking ghost. Let's get out of the way. He's 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 Are looking you for some old. I would go and like if I was dead, try and like bang on the living. Well, what else are you gonna do if you're a ghost? Bang other ghosts. <laughs> this, but like this is like, like why, why you go. This has got multiple levels of like scary. This has like got ghosts in it, <laughs> and it's also got a little bit of molestation in it. <laughs> do you know what's going through my head when I was when just now is do you know that scene from Scary Movie when the girl's getting banged by the ghost on the ceiling? Yep. Is that it? It's more like a plastic resemblance to Christina Ritchie as well, Anna Faris. Now I think of it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, one of my first points I was going to say was, um, do you know the whole like ghosts can't hurt you thing? Yeah, that was a load of shit because he practically dropped it out a window. Aye, that's the whole point, though. He I got like, it wrong. Fat he like, bumped her into a thing. Aye, he could have broke her neck, killed her. He was completely wrong on the whole thing, wasn't he? He's never actually seen a ghost, obviously. Uh, and that's another point. Like You'd think somebody who deals with ghosts would have reacted to a ghost a bit better than he did. I well, you say that. There's a, a ghost buster doesn't react to a ghost very well. Early. It's very early <laughs> exactly. <in this> one. <laughs> Come on, that has got to be one of the greatest cameos ever. I mean, uh, it, makes, yeah. it would make movies within movies far too easy for you, so I'm assuming you've got a different direction later on. Definitely got a different direction, <laughs> but then you've got like you've got that for a cameo, and then you've got like was it Bruce Willis? Uh, Mel who Gibson. else? And Clint uh, Eastwood. Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson. And Rodney yeah. Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. that's it. it. Like, I already had, like, for my nominee for later on, for most unexpected person in the film, Eric Idle was there. I, was like, I did not expect him to be in it. <laughs> then, like, two scenes later, I was like, why is Clint Eastwood in this film? Like, <laughs> Mel Gibson, what is going on here? <laughs> like, Rodney Dangerfield, okay, I'd expect him to be in something <laughs> like this. But then, too, they would be, like, two of, what, the top ten movie stars in the world at the time. Yeah. I mean, but yes. Out of nowhere, random cameos. I don't know what. I don't know how much they paid them to be in it or what they were promoting at the time, but my goodness, out of nowhere. So, yeah. What do you think of the actual ghostly trio, then? What do you mean? Like, they're... Aye, just your typical creeps. I don't know. <laughs> just, just my, typical my, creeps. my main note I have on them is they keep calling people bulbhead, but every time they say it, I keep saying they're, keep thinking they're saying ballbag. Every <laughs> ball time bag. Like, ballbag. Ballbag. <laughs> like, ballbag. <laughs> ballbag. My, my thing <laughs> with, like, my, my takeaway with the ghosts is I love them, and, like, the whole scene where he's, like, fighting the ghosts and all that is, like, so well done. However, they're meant to be scary. They've been getting everybody out of the house. And then within about three seconds, they're like, actually, we kind of like this guy. Let's keep him around. And then they become like the good guys instantaneously. Yeah, they're just like banter merchants. Really more. <laughs> yeah. They're a wee bit annoying. They're just cracking wise. That would just do your head in, I think, the whole time. <laughs> like, I can't sleep because these three ghosts just keep going, hey, buddy, oh, ball back, oh, and the whole time. And I'm like, shut up. But I'm not like, being funny. Do you not think that's just us three right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some American people thinking, what are these three Scottish guys rob- r- r- rabbiting on each other? Just cracking wise, they turn. Because, yeah, if, if we end up getting becoming ghosts and not going to the afterlife together, haunting a mansion, I think we're going to turn out to be them. 
Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, if if, <laughs> if, if, if there was ever a catastrophic meltdown in the Ten Point Podcast manner, that's how we would act. <laughs> definitely is. So I feel like we... Chantel would definitely be Casper in a situation her writing the the, 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 the articles for the website. She's Casper trying yeah. to make friends. To see about wise in the so yeah, if if anybody out there wants to. Uh, superimpose our face onto the three ghosts, go ahead, because I think it'll be funny. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoyed them, but yeah, they just, like, for being, like, bad guys, they instantly became way too good. But Speaking of shitting them up, yeah, that first scene when they come in and they go, like, red and scary, that kind of shit me up when I was a kid. Yeah, that's but... my point. It's like, that was actually quite a scary ghost for a kid's film, and they do kill people in this film. Like... Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> I came into this film thinking, well, I can kick back. There's not going to be any swearing. There's going to be no well, explosions, maybe some kind of ghostly explosions, but no deaths. Like, they're already dead. This is going to be easy. And I'm like, oh my god, people are dying in this film. And people, like, the, a language, massacre. the language in this film, like, we'll get to the swearing later on. But oh, there's a hell of a swearing in this. But even subtle swearing, like, you know, like this one, uh, for example. Get this thing cooking, you flaccid little worm, you! So, a flaccid little worm. You know, I'm thinking it's something different right there. Oh, totally. So there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of innuendo swearing and like rudeness about this film as well. Innuendo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to do a call back to the early days of the Ten Point Podcast. It was my next question. It's not a question so much as in the early days, Andy was appointed by me. He was the food expert on the Ten Point Podcast. How would you rate you. Casper's breakfast? Oh, like, yeah, like, he's definitely a good cook, but I don't think I would have, what, like, fatso in that had, which was, I don't know, like, an ice cream sundae What thing. were they eating? Yeah, it looked I, like it was just, like, chocolate and, yeah. I think it was, I think he got it from a freezer, so I reckon it was some kind of ice cream, chocolate, sundae type thing. But also... But why, like, why were they eating? Because they can't feel, die again, can they? I feel like it's something to do, Chris. What? Because they just went straight through them and just piled up on the floor. Yeah, that's what Slimer oh. and Ghostbusters, all Slimer does is eat things. Yeah, and, just and it goes through, through him. But like, it's like a nervous thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a natural thing. It's like people that don't smoke anymore but had smoked, they, they pretend to smoke, don't they? I put things in their mouth, like pens. and. The, the one like thing that. I'll take away from this breakfast is, it's a haunted house. Nobody's lived there for a long time. How old were those eggs? <laughs> that's a good call. Uh, maybe Casper went shopping. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Where did the food come from? He had a lot of fucking food. Yeah, that's a very good question. Are these guys stealing it from like a market stall or something like that and feeding them (laughs) daily or whatever? Because the ghostly trio just seem to like disappear for like days on end every now and then. It seems like it's not a normal thing for them just to always be there. It's like they vanish, go away. So is Casper just wasting eggs? He goes out every day in case they come back? (laughs) Down the shop, so... (laughs) I I have questions about the house. Like you talk about the eggs and all that. The building was like owned but then it was condemned and all that there's still a ton of furniture in there like why would no one come and empty the house full of furniture was a big question i had there's a lot of stuff in there because it was haunted yeah is that that the only reason is like oh we're never ever going in that ever again (laughs) all that neat stuff this guy was a millionaire anytime everyone anywhere near the house the three like the ghostly cheer just scared everybody away casper was trying to make friends (laughs) with them and just like keep them out my assumption then would be that everyone was like look how close to the edge of that cliff that manor is built yeah. you just leave it 10 20 years it'll fall into the sea it's and hopefully going. the ghosts will go with it and then we can get all the good stuff from that bit at the end because that I, was right on the edge of a cliff it's a bad place to build a house i did like her plan do. though of just demolish it because they can't ghost a pile of rubble like haunt a pile of rubble <laughs> i did like that she, she did she was quite smart but going to her how annoying is her voice 
Like, oh, totally. she has one of them voices that I was like, I recognise her voice. And I had a look and I was like, I do not know her from anything other than Raging Bull. Uh, yeah. But, like, even her voice, I don't think sounds as bad as that in that film from what I remember. Her voice sounds worse when she's the ghost. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah she totally. becomes a ghost. It just, it takes a notch up, like, to fucking 11 and it <laughs> fucking burrows into your brain. It annoys it. It's awful. <laughs> I think that's why Eric Idle being with her actually works really well because yeah, he's less annoying. Well, far yeah, he's not in a toilet, not in a toilet, not annoying at all. I love he's Eric not, Idle. He's definitely not in a toilet. He's not a toilet either. He's not a toilet either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, like I, I, the major issue I have, I think I've got it as my low point in the end. What was really the point of the whole school bit in this film? And my main issue I have is. <laughs> Why did she offer, and why did they all just in, well, essentially invite themselves, <laughs> including the teacher, to come round to the yeah, house? Like, the he, he, didn't step in at any point to be like, no, 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 or, no, you can't decide that. They're just like, oh, yeah, we'll go around to that house. Yeah, that's fine. We'll all go have a Halloween yeah. party at this brand new person who just walked into school today. She didn't even offer. They just came in, oh, wait, you've got this massive house. Let's have the party there. She's like, well, what? And they're, they're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> the bit that I didn't actually like is, like, it's probably part of your whole thing is the the weird extra love interest that she gets and then the practical joke that they two were playing on her. Like, yeah. for the payoff to be literally nothing. Yeah, just we'll run through all scared. <laughs> it's like, we didn't need any more, like, baddies. Like, there was already, you've got the three bad ghosts who are, like, say, the kind of medium baddies, then there's the two actual baddies. It's like, why yeah. do you need another level of bad people in this film? Just maybe they had some budget to get some extras in and they have to do it. <laughs> That's all I've got on that one. <laughs> uh, I, had a major, I had a major issue. I don't know how deep I want to get into it, but Casper saying that dying is like being born only backwards. <laughs> and that's it. He doesn't expound on that at all. Like, that all leaves said, up like, to your imagination there. Yeah. Like, can you go into that a bit more? Like, in what fashion did, can you explain? And then you, you see, like, a couple <laughs> of days. It's like, oh. <laughs> Chris has been sucked off by a vacuum cleaner over there. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what sneezing means. <laughs> I didn't realise when you died, you lost a finger. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Because oh, like, Casper's like, oh, I, I remember, I had five fingers. Well, maybe, <laughs> he lo- maybe, finger. maybe he lost any sledging accident, maybe it chopped off. Uh, maybe that's how he died. Yeah, maybe he died of pneumonia and frostbite. Yeah, finger fell off before his spirit got taken or whatever, I don't know how death works. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, what else have I got? Oh yeah, when they start to go down to the Lazarus, like the, the dungeon bit, that if that's not a ride in Universal, then it should be a fucking ride. It looks awesome. <laughs> Literally, I got written down. This movie was made just so they could build a new ride at Universal. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, is that true, Andy? I feel like you Unfortunately, are, like, I don't think I've been at Universal. They, they had the really shit ET ride, but they didn't have an awesome Casper ride. So, oh, maybe it's because the movie it was made for it. I mean, you got sprayed with cream and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it like, was absolutely. <laughs> made out of like, oh, I could see this. The only reason that scene was there. Oh, I can make a good ride out of this. Yeah, it's definitely how I'd get out of the bed in the morning. Though that would definitely like get me going. They stole Walls and Gromit's idea. Or did Walls <laughs> and Gromit steal this idea? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, Another came out first. I can't remember actually. Yeah. There we go. So um, I've also got that Debs is the master of disguise since <laughs> he can be in his suit and a suit of armor like two seconds later and yeah. back into his suit without. With a, a blink of an eye, and what was that Very brown quick. shit? I don't know. So I tried like, to work like scares. Scares. He's like, oh, smear skitters, and you can spawn <laughs> shit. Maybe he was that. Sh- maybe he was that shitted up that he shit himself. <gasps> and yeah, he's like, oh, that, 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 you could just suffer through my shit. Oh god. 
Right. Oh. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was a horrifying idea. He definitely did have a good <laughs> Scooby Doo quick change into the the, the armor. See, you, you said it's horrifying. There you go. See, Casper, it's, it's definitely it's amazing scary. how fast somebody will turn to murder when it pops into their heads. Like, oh yeah, we've got this ladder thing. I'll just kill you. But well, right. Work. Here's like here's like my final question. If say us three like and say like we'll go with Chris. Say Chris has inherited a haunted house, and then mm-hmm. we go there. And it's like, oh, it's just a shitty mansion, but there's some treasure. Now, we don't know what that treasure is. Do you think we'd start killing each other to see, to just, actually, we need to get through that safe? I'm sure there's better ways to open a safe than become yes. a ghost. I generally feel like you would turn into Jack Torrance from the Shining instantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, maybe I would, but it's it's definitely going to be saved later on. We have to tie you up, and uh, me and Bruce would stand and go, okay, let's just look for this treasure, okay? Leave him alone to fucking calm the fuck down. <laughs> Before you uh, actually kill somebody, he's all all work and no play. It makes Andy go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's definitely the worst plot I've ever seen in a film. Like, it's definitely this. This could be a number one contender for Pointy War season two. Of oh, yeah, I need to get into that safe. I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> you kill me. One of us needs to be dead so we can get that money. Uh, I'm going to completely pass over the whole Lazarus machine. I don't have enough time or oh, energy I've got to argue. One more question about the Lazarus machine. Like, do you know, like, do you know when Cat's dad dies? And he yeah. falls down that manhole thing, and he comes back as a ghost, and then he gets brought back. It's his dead body still at the bottom of that manhole, and if he was to get magically resuscitated by paramedics, is there now two Jameses running about? Oh. That's a very genuine question. I, I was wondering the same thing myself, like what happens to the bodies of these ghosts? Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. such a soon one, because it, like Casper's body should have decomposed, depending on when it is, but like, I don't know. There you I feel go. like Casper 2 should drop. definitely be them trying to find his body and then trying to <laughs> resuscitate it or bring it back. So that he has my two dads in uh, Casper 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two dads. I don't know. So you got any more questions, Andy? I'm good. I've got, I'm, I think I'm done. I've got two quick fire points and a question. So, quick fire point number one someone's Halloween costume at the party was a nun with a cigar. That was their Halloween costume. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, I noticed a sunflower. That was it. Um, I've just got a comment. Non-ghost version of Casper looks like a prick. I've got that. And the last question I have, which is a real question, did Angel Mum give Casper 10 minutes of life in the end? Is that all... He was like, can I stay up to 12? No, 10 o'clock. Okay, little dance. All right. Bedtime off to go. That's what you get. 10 minutes or something. You gave up coming back. This is you've been so good. I'm going to grant you this one thing: ten minutes on the dance floor, and then you're back again. Like, just to make out with my daughter. Yeah, exactly. Really <laughs> harsh. Just to ruin her life as well. No doubt. That's the love of your life for ten minutes. You'll never find a man that good again, daughter. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that was my last question. It's not like a question, but like, what was like all of their unfinished businesses? Because Casper's was to keep his dad company, but his dad died, so. His business is finished. Why is he yeah, still alive? Exactly. And then they never explained why anyone else was there. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was yeah open-ended. And the fact that Cardigan, as my well, autocrat kept calling her, Cardigan came back <laughs> with some unfinished business. And then they were like, you have no unfinished business. She just disappears right then. Surely the minute she had finished her business, she would disappear. Not the minute that she'd realized that she had. Or no, I, th- I think ghosts have to realize they've not got their unfinished business. I think that's why it works. That's why Casper's still around. I would start like a million piece jigsaw and fucking burn one piece and be like, that is my unfinished business and it can never be completed. And yeah, but then wouldn't forever. you get bored in like 10,000 years when you're still a ghost and there's nobody around? 
Nah. It's like nope. a little TV you can watch in that time. Yeah, but there's there's no there's no power. British British gas are not around to like running power supplies and like you're just staring at a sloth because they've taken over the world. To watch the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, think of that first row seat to the zombie apocalypse. That'd be amazing. And, and, and then you can ship people up while they're getting eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, that's taken out of context, right? <laughs> <laughs> point number two. On to point number two, since we're we're already talking way too long about this. The high points. Uh, I think traditionally it is now. Andy, you picked a film. High points. What have you got? I quite like the animation on this one. Like being a, a 1995 film, like with CGI, it pretty much holds up really well. And like once again, I think films hold their like worth when they're like um, like practical sets. So they actually built a roller coaster rather than trying to CGI it and make it look shit uh, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'm going to go for, like, just sets. Set designs is definitely a high point, and how they made a look. That's you, my high you, point. Chris, any high points? Um, the scene when you first meet Stretch, Fatso, and Stinky, when they're, like, fighting with Cat and um, James Harry. Yeah. That was, that's a good scene. Uh, it's probably the best part of the movie, actually. And uh, when Fatso belly bounces Cat into the cupboard, it's just the way her leg is flipping back behind her. <laughs> I'm just going to say the ghostly trio. The older I get, the more I relate to them. I do like them, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I hate Relatable people. Characters. I just want to shit people up now. <laughs> uh, okay, on to me. And this movie uh, is, a I don't know, a barrier-breaking film for me. Because I got to the end of this film and had not written any high points or any low points whatsoever down, which is something I just, like, as they go through, I'm like, really enjoyed that bit or really hated that bit. I got to the end and I was like, I have written nothing as the highs and lows of this film whatsoever. The whole film, the entire way through, was just like, this is what's happening. I'm watching, I'm paying attention, but nothing is really standing out to me. So essentially none is my answer, but I come up with <laughs> the Temple of Doom underneath the building as well. It just it reminded me of Indiana Jones with the way they had the, the cart ride down uh, in that one. I, just, I enjoyed the, the, the ride and down, and I quite like the look of the, the basement laboratory thing. So again, I have to agree with the, the set aspect. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's really it. None generally is my uh, is my answer. But yeah, uh, the Temple of Doom basement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, point number three is our low points. We'll work our way back up again. Again, I didn't have any, so I've got essentially the school storyline, which I don't think yeah. was particularly needed. Uh, I don't really know. Didn't add anything much other than the final hilarious kind of, oh, they're all scared and they <laughs> ran away at the end, which mm. wasn't particularly necessary. So the, the school storyline and the teacher forcing himself into the party. What about you, Chris? Low points. Uh, I, I can't agree with what you said. There was nothing like really jumped out, like high or low points. So I'm just kind of picking bits that I can. Um, I picked like how Cat's class just invited himself to their house for a party, and then the shitty dance music for her and Casper's dance was just cheesy and hated it. I fucking hate shitty music like that. So, yeah, yeah, my mine is pretty much on the same level. It's just literally the uh, woman, like I, th- I presume they were boyfriend and girlfriend, making him go and try and ask out Cat just for a literally no payoff. I don't know what her plan was, but it was stupid. On like day one. Yeah, like the first day yeah. as well. It's like this woman's a threat. I know. I'm going to send my boyfriend to go and bang her, and then we can have a party there. <laughs> like stupid plan. Another bad plan. Uh, okay, the highs and lows done. 
points of interest, the trivia section. Andy, it was your selection. Have you got some interesting points to tell us here? I've got a few wee ones, a wee few wee tidbits here. Uh, so, you know, the cameos in the mirror uh, with uh, uh-huh. your Mel Gibsons and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why they're all in it is because they were all considered for Bill Pullman's role as uh, Dr. Harvey. Right, uh, okay. So they were all asked and all couldn't do it for various commitments in one way or another. Um, and then all decided, actually, you can do a little cameo. So I would definitely prefer to see Rodney Dangerfield as Dr. Harvey. That is a totally <laughs> different film. Like, that changes the film yeah. the most, I think. Same with Clint Eastwood. They would never have worked with him as Harvey. <laughs> one of the, one of the biggest... Granddad. <laughs> yeah, could be. One of the biggest um, people that were actually considered to play the role of James Harvey, though, was Rick Moranis. Ah. So he would have changed Aww. things a lot. Yeah, that'd have been better, I think. I think I liked him better. Chris is now just yeah, thinking back to when for... he's been knocked out last week in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and famous people that were, well, not famous people, other people that were um, considered for cardigan, as Bruce likes to call her, uh, was, <laughs> was Sigourney Weaver, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, and Famke Janssen. So, Ooh, they seem like they had some money behind this and were going to go all in on it. Uh, but, what, yeah. but once again, all had various other commitments at Universal and stuff like that, so it never actually happened. Uh, of course, would be much happier doing speed, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. not, not the drug. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a bit of both. You never know. Um, and the scenes where Casper's pulling Cat around, they actually tie fishing wire around her wrist and then had a crewman pull her arm, to which you can actually see in the film her like hands going kind of white and um, like getting pulled. Uh, but right. it was to give the illusion, but it was actually kind of cutting the circulation off her wrist. <laughs> uh, that sounds like that scene from Jaws where they strap this woman <laughs> to, to a shark and break her ribs yeah, and yeah. drag her around the water. J.J. <laughs> um, Abrams uh, was uncredited for the rewrites in the screenplay. Uh, so it had some star power back in the day doing random shit that you didn't know I about. Feel, I feel like he's been doing that since forever. Like, he, he only <laughs> became big to me from, like, I don't know, Lost and Alias, I guess. But it's like, before that, a number of films he was, like, secretly writing. He's like, been his mastermind behind Hollywood for decades now, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> Fixing everybody's problems. Yeah. <laughs> and this was the first ever feature film to feature a fully CGI'd character as the lead role, as in Casper, because the film's about Casper. Um, so, yeah, this is the first ever film to feature... CGI character yeah. as the lead, the lead role and the last fun bit of thing is Bill Pullman apparently had a lot of issue talking to the ghost and fighting with the ghost because he kept laughing because they were basically putting tennis balls in his face so they'd have, <laughs> they would have a crew member wave a tennis ball in his face and that was to symbolise the ghost and apparently he kept breaking character and just laughing out loud because he was like that's not a ghost, that's a tennis ball <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's uh, all I've got. So I'll move on to my actual fun fact that... The fun, te- Andy's patented fun fact. ...that tenuously uh, links to the film in some way or another. Uh, in a recent poll, 87% of Chinese office workers, specifically office workers, believe in ghosts. And right. 25% of people in the UK have seen a ghost. So or have you guys, Yeah. So have you seen a ghost, any of you guys? <laughs> no. No, nothing. Don't think I, so. No, I have seen no evidence that points in the direction of there being ghosts. So no, I can't see. Have I. So that's 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 a hundred percent fail in our our part of <laughs> ghosts. Yeah. We were non-believers. Although, <laughs> where our work is supposed to be haunted by Granny Blacklock, so oh, that's the story. Just give everybody your work address away now, Chris. And they're all going to find <laughs> out. I don't know who that is. 
but you've already mentioned if, if people have listened to your podcast throughout the season, they can work out where you are. So if, that, if you know uh, where Chris, if, if you know factory, where Chris, uh, the factory or the shop, so either or. <laughs> I think it's made up by Chris, but if you know where Chris works, drop us an email and see you can get a prize. We'll send you we'll send you a face mask or something like that. There you go. <laughs> so that's all I've got in fun facts and trivia. Fun facts. Well, before you give up too much of the control here, it's the TPP quiz, point number five on the podcast. Got a belter of a quiz this week. I don't know the answers to that before you suggest anything, Chris. But yeah, he told me it's a great quiz he has. So, Andy. Oh, what's going to happen? I'm going to get four out of the questions right, and you're going to win the last one, and that's it. Chris, <laughs> just remember points. one thing. <laughs> so, anyway, By on to this season, I am the law. You are. Yeah, I'll do the quiz. On to this week's you will quiz. You respect my authority. <laughs> I'm sorry, right, on to this week's quiz, which I have affectionately called. It's another famous sudden death overtime quiz, <laughs> which basically, if you get an answer wrong, it gets passed over to the other person. If they don't get it right, then you lose. Simple rules. Right. You all got it? It's like, I think I follow what you're trying to say, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to start with you, Bruce. I'll give you a question. If you get it right, Chris gets one. If Chris gets it right, you get one. If you get it wrong, it gets thrown over to the next person. And if they win, they, they win. win. Right. Simple. Okay. And I'm the I'm in charge, so whatever I say goes. Okay, Chris. Yes. Right, <laughs> Bruce. Cat and Doctor Harvey. Where were they living before they moved to Whipstaff? Hmm. It was in California. Was it San Francisco? Wrong. Santa Fe. Well, yeah, Chris got it right, so. So that means the quiz is over and he wins. <laughs> no, because Chris jumped in and didn't let you actually <laughs> finish the question. So that does not count, Chris. And Bruce, you can restart it. Bruce, question <laughs> one. See any excuse for Bruce to win? Nope. You jumped in. He was in the middle. He was half saying it and you jumped in and just told him wrong. Oh, he did. He asked him, San Francisco, he said. No, he said, <laughs> is it San Fran? And he didn't even finish it, so nope. Start Fuck again. off. Bruce, Carry on. what is the names of the ghostly trio? Ah, and this, one, and this one I do know. It's Stretch, Stinky, and Fatso. Let's see if you are correct. There you go. Yeah. There's That's the correct protocol on how to answer and do a question. Thank right. you, Quizmaster. Chris, your question. You need to get this right to stay in there, Chris. How did they all die? I'm going to say a line, and you've got to finish it, Chris, okay? Yeah. Hi, I'm Casper. I'm a ghost. No, 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 that's a total disaster. Yo, I'm Casper. What's up? Give me... Give me five. Four. I've got to take your first answer, Chris. Oh, see? He never took his first answer. Wait, is it San Francisco? He asked nope. a different question because you tried to ruin the quiz. So, <laughs> the actual... The answer, the actual anymore, the answer, to oh, you lost anyway, didn't you? Yeah. The, actual yeah, yeah, a, the actual answer is four. However, yeah, yeah, since Chris got, since Bruce got a restart, I'm going to do a restart on Chris as well. Right, right. Chris? That's fair. Call it, call it off. We'll start again. Right, you ready, Chris? Yes. <laughs> right. 
Once again, you've got to get this right to stay in it. Okay? Yes, I'm, I know how it works. Right, good. What is the name of the machine that brings ghosts back to life? The Lazarus machine. There you go, correct. Bruce. Hey. What do the ghostly trios tend to refer to humans as? Fleshies? Yes, hey. you're correct. I got some trivia right. That's all question. <laughs> Chris. Yep. What is the song that Dr. Harvey sings well out with the ghostly trio? He sings more than one, but the one I'm thinking of is That's Life. Oh, the answer I was looking for was Jailhouse Rock. So, Bruce, if you, he does sing that one at one point. So, so, Bruce, you need to get this one right to destroy Chris. No, Bruce got that one right, so that's it. I no, he didn't get I it right. I, I didn't pass okay. it over, so I'll give him. I'll, anyway, let's see if Bruce can get this right or not. Give me one more question. Right. What is Casper's last name? Ooh. Oh, I know this one as well. I don't know that one. The the friendly ghost. Okay, Chris. All right, Chris got it right. So yeah, since Chris fun. actually got that right, what I will do, so it's not fixed in any shape or form for like Chris, and he always thinks I'm trying to screw him over. No, I like I, I lost it fair and square that last one. You sure you don't argue? I, I'm giving you a I'm lifeline here, Chris. No, I'll accept defeat. Okay. There we go. Right, accepted defeat. I win. <laughs> I got it wrong fair and square the last one. Okay, let let let's see if Chris would have got my screw oh, you over question right. right. Anyway, I want to know. <laughs> screw you over question. Right, Chris, you've. You've lost fair and square, but I just wanted to see if you would have got the question that I was saving specifically to screw you over at some stage if you pissed me off. <laughs> see? He's admitting to it now that he's purposely screwing me over, so there you go. No, I wasn't to start off with, but this is all, I always have one just because you get angry. Right. <laughs> Be specific on your answer, Chris. Oh, God. Good what is Casper's treasure? It's a baseball glove and baseball. I need some more than that, Chris. Oh, from, uh, I can't remember his name, from like the Duke or something like that, I don't know. Yeah. It was Duke Snyder, you all got it from the oh, Brooklyn ah, Dodgers. Fuck! So, <laughs> good, he would have got screwed over anyway, so that was uh, the sudden death quiz, which went horribly wrong See, because Chris got argued right there straight away. <laughs> I have the law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back to you, Bruce. A fun time. A fun time, if nothing else, there. Anyway, back on back on to things uh, serious nature here. The stats, point six, the all-important stats point that I take a lot of uh, time over. I, I've done something special. I've done something special here, so I'll get to the normal ones. So, explosions, zero. Not one explosion at all. Deaths. <laughs> there are two deaths in this film, which I couldn't believe when I went into it. Uh, that's both the, the dad dies and, of course, Cardigan dies as well. Uh, unsure. He comes back, though. Is that still counting as a death? Aye. He definitely died and came back. He definitely he died. Back to life, that's why this is a horror film, ghost. Chris. There was ghosts. Uh, clin clinically dead because yeah, he was back. a ghost. Yeah. But you've uh, taken that off in last ones because they come back. Yeah, but not. But they don't get like on. They get like undeaded, whereas he was definitely like dead after life. I mean, he's they, dead, they, they and then he got undeaded. To not be dead, I think. In this yeah, one, he was definitely definitively dead. He died. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then swears zero because of the criteria that we count swears. However, there was 
bitch crap, damn hell, and piss off were all in this film. Which is I thought shit. I heard a shit coming out of Casper's mouth. Uh, so when he's making the breakfast and he flies through the wall and the hat comes off, he goes, shit. shit. And he moves it. Go back and watch it. It tells you. I'll have a look. I'll go back. <laughs> uh, and did they say the thing? Did they say Casper in this film? Yes. Oh, quite a lot. 20. 20 Caspers. Well, I thought it'd be higher than more. I thought there'd be more than 20 Caspers. I thought so, but actually there's a long because he doesn't because nobody knows him for such a chunk of the film. No one calls right. him by his name, and then it's the Casper with the other three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, one of my random facts: Cinderella was 19 years old. If you were wondering, uh, so I did question that when he was like, what? Cinderella had to midnight. It's like, well, she wasn't a 12 year old boy. I was like, how old was she really? She was 19, so midnight. That's a bit fair for her. So, the other thing I kept track of was Casper, notoriously a friendly ghost. So I thought, let's keep track. How friendly is Casper? And also, compare it with how many times Casper was scary in the film, because he is a ghost. Are we, so, are we counting how friendly he is? <laughs> friendly. That does come into it a little bit here. No, actual, actual friendly things he did. So, I've got five times I've got Casper was actually friendly. He took the photo for the lads at the beginning. That's a nice thing to do. He said hello to Cardigan and Eric Idle when they first show up. He's like, hello. Uh, he made breakfast, nice thing to do. He gave Cat his dead mum's dress for a party, which that's a friendly thing to do. I <laughs> Again, a bit creepy, a bit weird, but he did it, it was friendly. And of course, he gave up the chance to be resurrected and come back to life, which is on a scale of not friendly to friendly, is a very friendly thing to do. Compare that to the amount of times he was scary, I'll, I'll give the number at the end. He shouted at some kids while he was invisible in a haunted building, which is quite scary. Went through cables to Cardigan's hotel room and moved the television around in there. That's quite scary. Said to himself that he would kill for a pinky. Like, he would kill, he said. That's quite scary. Several times, counted as one thing, hidden closets for no reason. That's quite scary. Jumped into the bed with a girl that the first time he ever met her and pretended to be her pillow. That's quite scary. <laughs> Ringed himself out all over her face. That's quite a scary thing <laughs> threw her off a balcony and at the very end of the party goes boo to everybody which is quite scary so eight times what a monster he is I told you this film was scarier than you think knew it but yeah scary not friendly Casper definitively I would say (laughs) uh, on that uh, does anyone have any other stats? Because I think I forgot on the last episode at least to ask if anyone had any feet Andy there is no feet in Casper so Probably for the best. Some, <laughs> ghost, some, some ghost feet, some dangly bits in the ghosts, but that's about it. I don't know what they call the bottom <laughs> bit of a ghost, but it's a dangly bit. Yeah. Never mind the pinkies, they lose their legs when they become a ghost as well, don't they? <laughs> and everybody was naked except from Dr. Harvey's ghost, who and had a cardigan on. She had a black dress on. Yeah, she had a black yeah. dress on. He had everybody else decided, fuck washing clothes, let's just go commando. The genitals go as well when you're a ghost. It looks that way. Smooth like a Ken doll. <laughs> uh, uh, any other stats, Chris? Have you got any? <laughs> Just a few cameos, but let's move on. <laughs> What's important that from Chris, though, is how many times did you fall asleep watching Casper? That's the main stat. Uh, twice. twice. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep watching it once with the kids, and I fell asleep again watching it later on. Classic. Uh, <laughs> Classic, Chris. Uh, there we go. That's when you start from it. <laughs> I fall asleep. 
Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Point seven: Movies within movies. We'll get on to the boys with the contest first. I'll give you the list that I picked up on: Ghostbusters, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Apocalypse Now, Wizard of Oz, Terminator, Frankenstein, and the Flintstones, all referenced in this film. Uh, Snow. Pardon? Boggups now? Yeah, the, uh, the the ghostly trio sing... Which is definitely Apocalypse now, because they were kind of flying at the time. Uh, Chris, do you have a movies and movies to contest with Andy's? No, I didn't do one this time. All right, no contest. <laughs> Andy oh, has free reign. I put effort into this bad boy as well. I'm going for it's the rating, though. <laughs> right, so here we go. Strap yourself in, boys, because you're in for a roller coaster. Casper, right has been trying for many years to get his hole without much success. However, he tries with Kat. Kat didn't actually go anywhere. She actually had to go and do another ghost hunting. So a new person moved in called Wendy, which is actually Casper's second live-action film where Casper meets Wendy, a.k.a. Hilary Duff. So he tries to get Hilary Duff up the Duff, but once again... (laughs) He's a ghost. That's why you picked that just so you could see up the door. That one gag. <laughs> so it's not working. So, but like Hilary Duff's kind of wanting it from Casper. So she actually takes chemistry, works out how to make some more Lazarus goo, and brings Casper to life. However, she decides he's a weird looking motherfucker and dumps him. Casper's way too young to look after himself. So actually gets fostered by two parents, which. He ultimately kills because his hand gets possessed, and <laughs> there's the, there's your uh, movie within movie there, boom. Faultless. Yeah. <laughs> Try and prove that one wrong because you can't. I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Chris has gone back. The definitive movie within movie, I think. Who uh, doesn't want to see the Casper? <laughs> oh brilliant uh, okay a plus a star yeah uh, boy yeah that's uh, incredible <laughs> right point eight or riddle me this chris what is point eight <laughs> you're talking uh, to wow us now uh i don't have like a wow story this week but uh you're asked to stay in a mansion that like whip staff alone for a long for a long weekend you know friday to monday uh, you can't leave no internet obviously and phone service depends on signal do you do it? Oh, it easy. could be haunted, it might not. I'd be well up for that. And in fact, me and Bruce have been talking about this, Chris. You might oh, not yeah. know it for it, but like in season four or whatever it is, the next time we do Spook Month, <laughs> if we're allowed out of lockdown, we're going to rent... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to rent a haunted house and do our 10-point podcast, Spook Month, live from a haunted castle. I'm up for that. There we go. So that, that's the plan. So. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> and a quick run! Because <laughs> yeah. I feel oh. like it's going to be funny. So, yeah, viewers or listeners, you can listen to that uh, and just hear our reactions of filming live in a haunted house of some kind. Of me starting to speak and stopping because I think I can hear something the entire time. <laughs> so I, I, would, def- the I would definitely do it. I'm the one that's. He was linking like a fucking mansion when, or he was a creek behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so listen out for that. I think that's quite a, a good answer there, Chris. We, apparently, we're prepared to do it. I don't know. Uh, I we are for our listeners. Revive my I contract. did say alone, but we'll do it with the three of us since we're alive. <laughs> uh, point nine our nominations for the Pointy Awards. Who are we nominating for what? I'll run through what I've got uh, for uh, the nominees here. Best Death Cardigan, just because just 
balls on the cliff. <laughs> and it was a kids movie. Someone dies in a kids movie. I thought, oh, I'll go for her. Worst haircut, Bill Pullman. Dreadful locks on him. Worst plan, kill me so I can go steal some treasure. Then bring me back to life again after I was dead. <laughs> Terrible plan. Best twist, the dad actually dies in this film. That's quite <laughs> I completely forgot about that, to be, to be fair as well. Yeah, I, I totally forgot. Um, best actress, Christina Ritchie's actually pretty good in this, I think. She, uh, kid actors are quite cringy at times. I know she's probably, I don't know, wee bit between kid actor and kind of young actor at this point, but I thought she was uh, pretty damn good and she was probably the best acting performance in the film. Eric Idle displays himself, really. Um, best song, Casper the Friendly Ghost by Little Richard at the very end of the film. What a tune! Nominated. That is an absolute banger. Most unexpected, as I said, Clint Eastwood and or Mel Gibson. And worst father figure, a, a, an award I've been tracking through the season. Bill Pullman goes on the piss and gets killed, even if <laughs> his daughter's having a Halloween party, I think. <laughs> terrible father. <laughs> terrible father. Uh, uh, Chris, who have you got as nominations? Uh, Dan McRoyd slash race dance for the best crossover cameo. Yeah. Um, I've got, you know, I'm going to nominate the CGI slash ghost interactions at, at tra- blah, 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 interactions with things. I mean, it holds up pretty well 25 years later. Um, uh, we'll go for worst plan. The the boy and the girl trying to shit up cat on the first day of meeting her. Why would you? Yeah. It's just a dick move. So there you go. I struggled for nominees in this film. I'm glad I hit so many then. Andy, uh, anything else to round us out? I've definitely got Ben. Best cameo, Dan Aykroyd out of nowhere. Uh, that was that's my favourite. Worst plan, I'm agreeing with you in the safe. Like, how to get into safe? Kill myself. And try and, try and bring myself back. Not the thing. Worst worst villain, like, and I mean this as in the shittest villain, her, because she's defeated by, you've finished your business now, go away. Actually does nothing to them, really. Doesn't, like, terrorise them that long. Doesn't annoy them. Doesn't kidnap them. Nothing, so piss poor villain and the oh best inanimate inanimate object i finally got one you ready for it dan Aykroyd's mustache (laughs) (laughs) because that's a good one (laughs) because it it scared the shit out of me i don't know about you guys but when he came around i was like that's that wait what's that on his face (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I think I came up with the best quote last one for this one. The best quote, who are you going to call? Someone else. Yeah. There yeah, you go. go. So, yeah, yeah that, that's my nominees. Uh, mustache is definitely up there. Slate of nominations there. On to point 10 on the podcast here. The moral of the story, what is do we think the lesson has been learned from the film here? Uh, Chris, moral of the story. Sure, I struggle. I couldn't think of one. Um, Casper's a creepy bastard. There you go. Moral. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely. Uh, I've got don't finish your business. That was what I thought the moral story was because ah, you yeah. can just live live dead forever if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, don't finish your business is the lesson I was taught here. What about you, Andy? What's the moral? It's pretty story? much along the same lines as Chris's. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're a dead ghost, don't creep on little girls. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a ghost, don't yeah. creep on little girls. <laughs> 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 right, quickly move on from that. Well, <laughs> Uh, 10 point rating what do we rate this movie out of 10 it's got a no first <laughs> what do you give it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go to see I've composed myself <laughs> right I thought well, it was okay are you back I'm back I'm back I'm back 
right. who's, who's going me? Oh yeah, it's my brain. Uh, yeah, I pretty much enjoyed this film. Uh, it's not what I remember at all. I can't, I couldn't remember it. Uh, quite fun. Still holds up pretty well, but very average again. So it's another five. Uh, I can't differ from you at all. It's the most average film I've ever seen. As I couldn't pick up a high point. There's no bad things, no good things the entire way through. So it has to be a five. It has to be absolutely in the middle. I've had more fun talking about it than watching it. <laughs> that's usually yeah. a good sign of me actually kind of quite liking it. So I'm sticking with a five. Smack dab in the middle, average. Chris, what you got? I think for the second time ever, we have agreed on a rating. Holy shit. Being. It's like, I got enjoyed it more when I was eight or nine, but watching it now, it's just, there's nothing I can just hold my attention. It well, that's, just, be- eh. that's because you've right. got a really bad sleep pattern. It, holds, exactly. it held my attention even more this time. I definitely enjoyed it more, I reckon. Yeah, it's it's highly watchable. I don't know if it's rewatchable or not, but it's, yeah, it's very good. So the most average score possible, we all give it a five. It gets a five, 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 five. Official score is a five. On to next time, the third selection of the 10-point podcast, Spooky Spooktacular, for the spook month of October. That's my pick. And I... I think I'm moving it up in spookiness. We've not oh. been particularly spooky so far. <laughs> God. So let me get my information in front of me here. I am picking, this, we're breaking new ground to this one. I am picking the most recent film we have covered, which is really saying something because yeah. Andy had one that was quite recent. I am picking the 2019 horror fantasy sci-fi comedy again. <laughs> uh Directed by Jim Jarmusch, starring Bill Murray and Adam Driver, The Dead Don't Die. Oh, God. At least we've got zombies now. It is on to zombies this time. So, yes, there is at least a a horror thing in this film. Has anyone seen or not seen The Dead Don't Die? I've seen it. I've I've not seen it. There we go. So I've got one, one seen and one not seen. So that is what we'll have next time for part three of The Spectacular. Uh, we are the Ten Point Podcast. We will see you next Sunday. Uh, Andy, play us out with whatever song you've got ready to play us out on. <laughs> this is the <laughs>